Hi, and welcome to Now on Netflix, your official insider's guide to the best of what's streaming on Netflix this week. I'm Henry Goldblatt, executive editor of Todoom.com, the official Netflix site made for and dedicated to fans. We're the only official What to Watch podcast coming to you from inside the Netflix headquarters. I am here with my friend Jessica Sean, co-host. Hello. So good to see you. I'm Jessica Shaw. I'm a serious XM host and the gold medalist in ignoring my family to watch TV. Congratulations. What was it like standing on that podium? It was special. No, none of my family was in the audience because they're like, pay attention to us. And I'm like, no, the ultimatum just came out. Speaking of your obsession with TV, you've got a big trip coming up next week, and it's going to be very, very difficult for you on a number of levels. I do. I will be in Alaska in a place where there is no Wi-Fi. So no streaming, no nothing. No communication, none of that. So I feel like I am I am in advance watching every single thing I can so my brain can process it during that week. This week, we actually have a great show for you. We are going to be previewing a terrific new action series a little later on. But first, we are going to dive into The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On, which comes back for season two on August 23rd. And to do this, we have a very special guest star, one of Tudum.com's writer, Cole Delbick. Cole, it is so good to see you. Hi, you guys. I've also meddled in ignoring my family for television, so I feel right at home. You certainly should be. And Cole, you cover all things reality for Tudum.com. So The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On is just one of many. Yes, yes. One of many in the Netflix reality universe. The messiest, perhaps, but one of many. Do you get a little nervous, Cole, when there's going to be a new season of a show and you're like, oh, are these couples going to be as good as last year? I can never underestimate the twisted social experiment and the lengths that people will go to discover whether their relationship is right for them. And I'm so happy to report that they live up to the challenge this season. And Cole, speaking of, for those who may not know what Marry or Move On is all about, can you set up the premise for us? Yes. The series follows five couples who've come to a crossroads in their relationship. Within each couple, one has issued an ultimatum to either marry or move on. So the experiment begins and they break up, enter into a trial marriage with another person from a different relationship for three weeks. And then they go back to their original relationship for three weeks and then have to make a very important decision whether to stay in the original relationship or move on with a new partner. I love that it's never an option to just keep going. It's sort of like you can't go back and just be boyfriend, girlfriend. You need to get married if you're going to go home with each other. No, we're going down the aisle here. Yeah. Cole, tell us about some of the standout contestants this time around. So this is a really compelling group of diverse couples that they've assembled here, each with their own battles raging within their relationships. I have a soft spot for Ryan and James. They are high school sweethearts who met when they were 16 years old. She was the cheerleader. He was the football star. Um, and they've grown up together. So it's been really cool to see them tackle these very adult issues when they knew each other as children. And I guess in South Carolina, if you are 24, it's an unacceptable age to still not be married. So it's a wild ride with them. And then I think Roxanne and Antonio are going to be another couple that fans are going to have a lot of opinions about. 
he's actually issuing the ultimatum, um, but she's been dragging her feet because she's been focused on her career. And I just love when people constantly talk about how busy they are. And I'm like, what are you actually doing? And so by the end of the season, you find out what her actual job is, which I will not spoil here, but it's like a truly chef's kiss. Congrats to all involved moment that I can't wait for everyone to realize. The way they swapped this season was also one of the best sort of a range. You, you really felt like the couples in their new iterations actually had a real chance at making it, which I think you need for the stakes of the show. So, Cole, I'm going to ask you to fill in the following sentence. If you're a fan of what show, you will love The Ultimatum. I'm going to say if you're a fan of Love is Blind, you'll love The Ultimatum because... Nick and Vanessa Lachey return as co-hosts here, um, and they sort of shepherd the participants through the social experiment. And I will also say, if you're a fan of the ultimatum queer love, you will love the ultimatum. I just have to give a shout out. This was the first spinoff of the original franchise, and it featured women and non-binary people within the same experiment, but with totally different results. And it was such a fascinating, authentic, representational win for us gays showing that we can be just as messy as the straights and is one of my favorite reality shows in a while. And I think got a lot of new eyeballs on the franchise. So if you love that, I'd encourage you to stick around for the hetero version. That's what I was talking about when I said, were you nervous it would be as good? Because The Ultimatum Queer Love is a truly perfect season of television. And I got nervous about this one, but oh, it delivers. The straights can do it too, it turns out. Cole, one of my favorite revelations from The Ultimatum this season was that Nick and Vanessa Lachey were sort of a subject of an ultimatum themselves, and I had no idea about that. Yeah, it's a really sweet moment in this season because, you know, Nick and Vanessa never really drop down that much into the lives of the contestants. They're very much sort of the hosts, guiding everyone through the experience. And, you know, Vanessa actually really becomes emotional talking about their own relationship journey. And I thought it was a really nice connective moment for these contestants to feel like, they're not these lab rats in some experiment. I know every relationship has these turning points. Every relationship comes to your crossroads. And it's what you choose to do with it that, re that really matters. So I love seeing a more personal sort of emotional side of this couple that we think we know so well. I 100% agree with you. I think they were never better. Well, the ultimatum, marry or move on, the first eight episodes are going to be dropping on August 23rd, and then episodes 9 and 10, which include the reunion, a can't-miss episode, uh, drops on August 30th, so be sure to check those out. And all of Cole's coverage of the ultimatum, marry or move on, is on todoom.com. Cole, the real prize is me getting to read your coverage, as far as I'm concerned, because I need to immerse myself in these people's lives ASAP. There's another exciting release premiering next week that couldn't be more different from the ultimatum marry or move on, and that is Who is Aaron Carter? It's a British action thriller series that's going to be available to stream on Thursday, August 24th. Jessica, this was an unexpected gem for me. Do you want to tell everybody what it's about? Yes, absolutely. And I agree. It was an unexpected gem and so happy I found it. It's about this woman, Erin, who's uh, a mom. She's got this daughter. She's a wife. She's a teacher. And and she's from the UK, but she's living in Spain, just teaching and living her normal life until a little supermarket robbery. And then we find out that she can kick major ass. And also someone recognizes her and maybe she is Aaron Carter. Maybe she is not. 
Yes, and this had shades of all sorts of shows that are previous beloved favorites for me. Like, there was some shades of Alias, the Jennifer Garner spy show, that you just don't exactly know who she is and what she's capable of. And then there's a whole suburban drama that goes on here that very much reminded me of Desperate Housewives. Oh, 100%, because there's there's a neighbor who's maybe sabotaging, maybe not, but definitely meets with her girlfriends and pours a very dismissive glass of wine at one point. There is someone who works works at the school where Erin Carter works, who's a friend, but maybe stirring up trouble here and there. And I love the supporting cast. It's just, it's really fun. It's really fun. And also, it was filmed in Spain, takes place in an expat community in Spain, a fictional one. It was so beautiful. I mean, the backdrops are just stunning. So for that alone. I know. I was sort of like, can I have a secret life and know how to kill people at supermarkets if that's where I'm living? She took a cake topper and stabbed someone. I'm sorry if that's too much of a spoiler, but it was a cake topper. It's impressive. It's sort of like next time you go to the supermarket, look around. You might need to defend yourself. Exactly. I got some ideas just from watching it. Something else that excited me about this show is it's a star-making turn for the lead. Um, Her name is Evan Ahmad, and she's a Swedish actress. And this is her first English language role. She exudes charisma. Oh, I loved her so much. I mean, do you ever watch a show and then there's someone on the series that just just draws you in so much and you immediately do a deep dive on every single thing? I searched her up with after the first episode. I was like, she is amazing. She's great. And like Jennifer Garner and Alias, she does all the pathos and emotional stuff really well. And then she kicks butt really, really well. Absolutely. I also I love a story about a mom who has this other life. And Netflix is no stranger to those. I feel like, do you remember the show Pieces of Her with Toni Collette? I loved that show. Another situation where a kid witnesses her mom kicking major ass and is like, um, what? just happened. I love that show. It also reminded me a little bit of the series Who Killed Sarah, which is also on Netflix from 2021, which is another kind of mystery is everyone who you think they are. Uh, And I, I just I love both of those shows. And I love the idea that a mom can have a former life and just be really kick ass because I'm not. I want to single out the auspices of the series. Um, It's written by a guy named Jack Lothian, who wrote on Shameless. And you can see sort of um, shades of some shameless humor throughout it, which I thought was very, very cool as well. It's one of those shows that does not have a huge star in America. So sometimes you'll just pass right over it because maybe you didn't hear anything about it or read anything. And then you find it and you feel like you've just stumbled into this great story. And that's how I felt watching this show. I certainly did, too. And it's a great Labor Day binge. That's what I was thinking about it. I'm like, I wish I had saved this for Labor Day, but I'm glad that we found it earlier and we can tell all of you about it. Who is Aaron Carter? Debuts on Netflix on Thursday, August 24th. It's a tight seven episodes. They go by very, very quickly. There are twists and turns all over. We can't recommend it enough, so we'll hope you check it out. Before we jump into the top 10 movies on Netflix this week, there were two pieces of news we want to remind people about. 
The first is that there's a new three-part docuseries out this week um, directed by Emma Cooper that looks at the trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard through the lens of social media. Um, what's really interesting about this documentary, Jessica, is there were cameras in the courtroom. They sort of stitched together so you can see each person's side as um, it goes through the trial. And it's an interesting way to tell a story. And so that was particularly captivating to me. Also, the fact that it's told through the lens of social media is fascinating because it did feel like there was this court of public opinion and the jury was social media in addition to the actual trial that was happening. I agree completely. And they used over 200 hours of live stream trial coverage and then like TikTok commentators and um, other social media commentators. And it's a very interesting piece of work. There was so much going on on social media and especially on TikTok that really intertwined with a lot of other things going on in our culture. There was a lot of misogyny. There was a lot of conversation about being a survivor of abuse. It was interesting to hear people think that they were experts in something and how then how many other people would be swayed by their words. The other thing I want to flag for everybody is the trailer from Maestro has been released. This is the Bradley Cooper movie. He is starring, he is directing, he is producing, he is playing Leonard Bernstein, the famous composer. Um, Jessica, I've seen the movie, so I don't want to give too much away. We will absolutely be talking about it on a later episode. But tell me what you thought of the trailer. I thought the trailer was Excellent. It was really beautiful. I loved seeing him with Carrie Mulligan. She's one of my favorite actresses. And I'm just really curious to see his direction of this story after A Star is Born. Carrie Mulligan is outstanding in the film. And again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be a real treat for people later this year to check out. So let's run through the top 10 movies on Netflix this week. The first is River Wild. Um, it's been in the top 10 for two weeks, and it's about a group of whitewater rafters who become stranded in raging rapids when they're targeted by a saboteur intent on keeping shocking secrets buried. It stars Adam Brody and Leighton Meester, as well as Taryn Killam and Eve Connolly. Jessica, this also could be your life in next week. I was just going to say, this feels a little too close to where I might be one week from now. Uh, number nine is the movie Fatale. It's been in the top 10 for three weeks, directed by Dion Taylor. It stars Hilary Swank and Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter is one of my favorite actors. Um, a one-night stand in Las Vegas turns into a nightmare for a married, successful sports agent when the stranger he cheated on wreaks havoc on his life. Ooh, um, I love this already. Also stars Mike Michael Ealy, who I love as well. Number eight is Sharkbait, a 2022 movie. It's been in the top 10 for two weeks. And Jessica, this sounds like your vacation as well. Vacationing friends fight to stay afloat after a jet ski accident leaves them battered, bloodied, and adrift at sea with a sharp-toothed predator. Um, I feel like there are a few too many things in the Netflix top 10 that happen on water. And I take that as a personal attack. I'm a little worried for you, to be perfectly honest. At number seven is Despicable Me 2. It's been in the top 10 for 10 weeks. The people in this are, I mean, incredible. Steve Carell, Kristen Wiig, Benjamin Bratt, Elsie Fisher, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, come on, it's made $8 bazillion. 
Number six is Happiness for Beginners. It's a new movie. It's been in the top 10 for three weeks, directed by Vicki Wright. Um, it is based on a terrific novel of the same name and stars Ellie Kemper and Luke Grimes and Nico Santos. I love Ellie Kemper. I love her, too, so much from Kimmy Schmidt. One of the great performances, a show I love so dearly. <laughs> Number five is Miraculous, Ladybug and Cat Noir, the movie. It's been in the top 10 for three weeks. Bestowed by magical powers of creation, Ladybug must unite with her opposite, Cat Noir, to save Paris from a villain who unleashes chaos into the city. Number four is What Men Want, the 2019 film directed by Adam Shankman, who, of course, did Hairspray and Rock of Ages. And this stars Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Morgan. This movie is actually a loose remake of the 2000 film What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. Um, I hated that movie, so I'm excited for the remake. Number three is Untold Johnny Football. This documentary traces the meteoric rise and fall of football star Johnny Manziel via interviews with friends, coaches, and Manziel himself. We talked about this a bit last week. I have to say I credit myself for why this film is at number three, because I have talked nonstop about this to the point where I told my husband, I was like telling him all this stuff about Johnny Manziel, and he stopped and he said, who are you? <laughs> You're like, I'm still the same theater-loving person that I was. I just like football now, too. Exactly. Show tunes and the Heisman Trophy. Number two is Hidden Strike. It's been in the top 10 for three weeks. It's about two elite soldiers who must escort civilians through a gauntlet of gunfire and explosions. It's a great little duo of Jackie Chan and John Cena. I mean, listen, if we, one of them is going to keep you safe. I think you're in good hands. And the number one movie of the week is Heart of Stone. We had talked about this last week. It is the thriller starring Gal Gadot and Jamie Dornan and Leah Bott. And it's about an intelligence operative who must protect an AI-type device at all costs. Yes, it's called The Heart. I love that it's the number one movie this week. I love Gal Gadot, and I hope that this turns into a franchise for her. I do, too. Um, it's certainly a great romp, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's also a good Labor Day watch if you're looking for things to watch over the long holiday weekend. That's going to do it for this episode of Now on Netflix. Don't forget to add the ultimatum, marry or move on, and who is Aaron Carter to your watch list. Next week, we've got a great show for you. We're going to be previewing the new Adam Sandler movie, You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah and sharing our picks for the best shows, movies, and moments of the summer. Please don't forget that new episodes of Now on Netflix are released every Thursday, and you can find us at your friendly neighborhood podcast store. And you can always read more about the shows and movies we talked about today on todoom.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. You are so always invited to my bat mitzvah. We will find out next week. Have a great week, everyone. 